Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. A restaurant or whatnot, or anything you want to promote? So we're, we're here at the uh, the World Championship Chili Cook-Off. The Mississippi Gang Chili Team. I love the names of these guys. Come eat, compete. Wait, come eat, compete. SC State. So um, this is this is incredible. And what's your name, sir? Jim Lewis. And so, how long have you been uh, cooking the chili? About five years. And what what do you think first inspired you? Did it just start with just experimentation? And your wife inspired you? My wife was cooking chili, and she she got me into it. I got tired of being a roadie. So I said, well, if I'm going to sit here, I might as well do something. Oh, yeah. yeah. You might as well dive into it and, and find your own, add your own spice to it. I got a good recipe. Did pretty good. It's interesting. I've, I've underestimated chili until coming here today. And shame on me because I didn't realize just how delicious chili could possibly be. You got probably over 300 cooks. And you might have 300 different recipes. You know, everybody's got their own little twerps and tweaks and put a little this kind of pepper and this kind of pepper. And, you know, everybody plays with it. You know, you don't get this far into the game by just making plain old chili. You got you to gotta play with it, order your spices, get different spices and, until you get something that you like. And hopefully everybody else will like. So now, do you do you invite your? You're like, okay, Eureka, I got it. You get, you know, you got this great epiphany, and you're going. Mm, someone else has got to taste this. Someone else has got to witness yep. what's going on here. So it's, yep. it's your wife is your wife, your guinea pig. My neighbors, my, oh, good. my friends. If I make a pot of chili, I say, here, try this. <laughs> try this. If you don't like it and you spit it out, no yeah. big deal. We'll go somewhere. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Do, it will do something else. Oh, yeah. You, so, you chalk it up to experimentation, huh? Exactly. You got to experiment. It's, what I like to call it is it's it's edible art. Would you feel that it's it's an art form? Yes. Because, you know, you, you can go to the grocery store and buy a can of Hormel or a oh, can gross. of Wolf Brand and <laughs> dump it in a pot and stir it up. That's not chilly. Right. No, you got to play with it. You got yeah. to tweak it. Put a little of this, a little of that, you know. If you don't like that, well, try something different. Now, where do you think that you get some of your inspiration? Do you do you just suddenly, bam, ooh, okay, you know, what the heck, let's let's grab a little sugar. Let's grab some of the, whatever, cayenne pepper or something. Yeah. Okay, that's what you needs to happen sit now. sit there and taste it, and you, well, this needs, you know, a little salt, maybe a little brown sugar, whatever, you know. Chop up some onions or, you know, it just... Whatever whatever pops in your mind, try it. If you don't like it, try something else. So what I think is so great is the fact that you, here it is, you're, you're inspired, you know, here's my wife making this chili, and all of a sudden you start great, gaining an appreciation for it and kind of, yep. you know, figuring out how to make it your own, and then you start inviting your friends into it. Now, all of a sudden, here you are today. Did you ever think that you would be a part of something like this one day? Ten years ago, I I ain't making chili, you know. What a, yeah, you know, yeah. guys don't make chili. Wrong. Ten years ago, you were my roadie. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. He's like, I was tired of being a roadie. That is tired so tired of being a roadie. Hey, Miss, what, what's your name? My name's Helen. And so you started getting him interested in in chili. You're like, listen, the chili can be so much more than what this chili here is. We, oh, yeah. it can be so much more. Right, right. And then, how did you first uh, start? A friend of mine got me in it. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Were, were they chili uh, cook-off champions as well? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they inspired you to want to be a part of this, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. So you once, can, you know, I'm doing this. So I'll say, hey, come on, come, come help me, come watch me do this. Maybe you'll get inspired to try it. You know. And nowadays, like this year, they have the youth division, and they have more kids cooking chili this year than they have in the last couple years. So it's not us old old people sitting around here cooking chili telling lies. They're they're getting their kids and grandkids into it. Yeah. And they're going to be the I next mean, champions. Right. You're you inspiring know? them. They're getting the taste buds. Right. Oh, hey, what if we add a little of this? Yeah. Oh, or if we do that? Exactly. And then they just kind of take off on you their know, own, huh? Because, you know, like, we got a doctor. He's, he's a, I think he's a brain surgeon. Now, his two kids are probably eight and ten, and they're into it now. Oh, my gosh. And they're, I, as far as I know, they're doing real well, you know. But you got to get the kids... Because you're going to drag them with you anyway. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're not going to pay somebody a weekend to watch my kids, so yeah. you drag them with you oh, and yeah. you get them interested Find in them it. something to do. Okay, go stir this. Yeah, you know, Add yeah. some spices in there. And give them a recipe and say, here, follow the recipe, you know, tablespoon of this, teaspoon of that. Oh, wow. And just play with it. If you like it, fine. Now give it to the people and see if they like it turn it in for competition and if the judges like it you could be a winner and is that exciting to see them get the light bulbs go off and go "Ooh, i'll try this i'll try that you see these little eight and ten year olds (laughs) they're not sitting there on their phones (laughs) doing this they're stirring the chili you know they're adding this and that chili is the video game well mom and dad helps them you know but they're not sitting there staring at a iPhone or yeah. Android or whatever, they're getting into this stuff, you know. When, and the more kids we get into it, the longer it's going to go. That is so incredible. It is. And this year, uh, Scott Tolan, CEO of ICS, told us today they got four categories that the kids are cooking in, and there's more kids today than there has in the last two years. Oh, my God. So it's, start, oh my God. it's starting to pick up and roll. Oh, my God. So, you know, you, you get these kids interested in doing things, you know. And then imagine when they go into school and it's show and tell, where they show, oh, look at what I, I created this chili. Yeah. Or a talent show. And they're like, okay, I'm going to cook chili in front of the audience. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is at a chili cook-off, the chili don't last very long. Oh, that's true. That's true. You, I just talked to some folks this, down this there. This is my third pot. Oh, my God. See, I, got, I give these two away. Okay, so that's a good question then i got to ask. Oh, how many supplies are you finding you're bringing yourself? How many How many pounds of well, the ingredients? Uh, one, of the, one of the things is I didn't do it. <laughs> one of the things is you got to have so much people's choice. Yeah, right. All right. Four gallons a day. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just about to help yourself, dear. No. But just, you know, some guys give 8, 12 gallons of chili away. Now, if you got a salesman like Henry over there, he'll probably give 12 gallons away in a minute, you know. Oh, gotcha, but, gotcha. 
everybody, they're paying their money to come around and watch and check all the people out and taste all the chilies, you know. And I've talked to people and said, if I eat another cup of chili, I'm going to bust. You know? Right, 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 right. You get three or four hundred chili cooks and yeah, you I can't know. eat it it's, all. Oh, my God, I know. You're just like, okay, where do I go? Where do yeah, I start? Where do I start first? I, start, I started with you. I noticed you're a veteran. My dad, I grew up in a, uh, my dad's a veteran. He used Air Force, uh, he fixed airplanes during Vietnam. And um, he joined an organization called Vietnam. And it was a bunch yes. of all the veterans, and we go through par- parades, and so I got to learn about all, of, you know, Agent Orange, PTSD, all that stuff yeah, that I kids got, my age knew nothing. I about. got Agent Orange. I lost my leg because I had no blood flow to my foot was like nil. Got an inf- blister on my foot, and then ended up taking my leg off. So, but nowadays, if you didn't even have to step foot in Vietnam. If you were a blue blue water sailor now, you're eligible for Agent Orange. Oh my God! That just happened here a few months ago. I, oh my I gosh! The, the the effects are still lingering. Oh yeah. So they had no idea. I mean, there's no possibility right. that they even right. they just thought they're killing the, the plants. They're killing the weeds. No, they're, no, they're killing, killing each people. other. Yeah. You know, the, the poor people out there spraying this crap, and you know, blowback in the aircraft and that. Them poor guys ate up with it and I I drove uh, convoys in Vietnam and we drove through areas that the ground was like baby powder mm. and the only one that could see was the lead driver and everybody else is you know because it's just baby powder just in the air and that we had to put gas masks on to breathe in that oh my gosh and oh my gosh I am I'm so sorry to hear Agent that. Orange was not a good thing. Uh-uh. Not a good thing for anybody. Some of the people that we knew in Vietnam had it, and it was, you know, I, I, it just I, I didn't know. just away what, at you. And then I learned about the POWs. And, yeah. You know, these were all these things that were doors that were opening that, you know, no, no one at school, I couldn't, you know, no, no one at school related to any of this stuff, you know. It was, and and as, as the years go by, they learn more and more about this. Yep. You know, it just, Agent Orange just hangs with you. So ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, what I love is the fact that you didn't, you're not letting that hold you back from following your passions and your no, dreams and your continuing no. forward. And look at all you this know, joy you're bringing. It's like, people. you know, fit, that was 50 years ago. I, I'm not worried about it now. I'm worried about it now. You know, have a good time, talk to everybody. Sometimes I get kind of grumpy, but, you know. <laughs> Don't talk to her. She's my daughter. It's it's his own brand of humor. Everyone's got That's their right. own brand. That's right. <laughs> no, but this this is a whole new ball game. Here. Used to I'd sit at home, watch TV, be a bump on a log. And now you're a participant now in, the, in the game and a beautiful in artistic. Do, exactly. Getting I, out here and doing things. Which, by the way, I've not yet tasted your chili. Can I taste your chili? I've got to taste this. I've been, this. been there all day and I said, who's doing the best out there? And I said, I got one ticket. <laughs> who's doing Save the best down there? They told me to make it. Save your ticket, young man. Just help yourself. Oh, I that is great. They said, you gotta go to the. They said, I know the name, Mr. Mississippi. I said, okay, Mr. Game. Yeah, there's about there's about eight or ten of us in Mississippi. Game. 
eight or ten of you. But you're the real ones. You're the originals. Well, uh, oh, are you saying your crew? You got a whole crew of these folks. Me and Henry and Helen were the original Mississippi gang. Oh my goodness! Now it's branched out. I love it. You're growing. People are loving it so much. It's well, every every year about this time we have a ballot. Sorry, sir. I went four out and we elect, we'll let, we elect somebody into the Mississippi game. Oh, I love it. But oh, my gosh. T- we, so it's growing and growing. We're, we're competing against each other. You're welcome, sir. Take care. But we compete against each other. You know, my recipe was a little different than his. And he, that man there experiments. Now, he comes up with some stuff that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> He, he's starting to make white chili now. It's what kind the of, heck? Kind of creamy, cheesy. Like an Alfredo kind of? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But, but he'll give a pot of that away in 15 minutes. That's so amazing. But, and he said, he says, you wait till next year. I got a new one coming out. I said, Henry, what? He said, I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. That's right, my lips are sealed. If I tell you I got a kid, you'll find out next year. (laughs) That must be exciting, too, to see what your friends are cooking up. And and then the taste, and go, all right, I got to see what you've been experimenting on. Exactly. Yeah, I got to taste this thing. If you vouch for it, I'm vouching for it. And he helped me this year. Oh, I have a spoon, by the way, just as a side note while you continue talking. And And then I'm going to taste this. He says, I'll let you use my recipe, but you can't use it in the world. (laughs) <laughs> Come on, Henry, give me a break. You know, right. He says, no, I'm winning the 25000 Usually when I help somebody, they end up beating me. So he says, oh, my gosh. You're not using my children. Oh, my gosh. You're not going to use my All right, oh my all, all right, right, all right. right. Make your chili great again. I got to try this. Oh, you know what? I've noticed flavors. I noticed flavors evolving, like that you don't at first taste, then all of a sudden you're going, oh wait, oh there's something. Oh, what's that? And then in the back of your throat, you get a little heat. I do, I do. I'm starting to feel it right there. Right. Oh my gosh. Now that's when you make good. How do you plan for that? How the heck do you? How do you? How do you anticipate the? I mean, because it's its own sort of time. It's like they're all working at their own time frame. Seven or eight different spices I use. This is crazy. And it all kicks in at different levels. How do you? So in your mind, I'm imagining it. Is it like a, like a bar graph? Like um, like are you imagining in your brain like? Okay, this one is going to take this long to kick in. All right. Okay, that one's so going to... Use, use a table and a half of cumin. Gives it a little bit of kick. Then you might use uh, uh, a little red jalapeno. That'll give it a little kick later on. Interesting. And then, uh, I'm just saying... For there it is. I'm tasting little, even more I didn't even little, taste. A little cayenne. And that'll kick you in the back of the throat. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I feel it right back there. But... People will wow. say, people, mostly the women, is it spicy? I said, lady, I'm not here to make spaghetti sauce. It's going to have spice in it. I'm not here to make spaghetti sauce. <coughs> and whether it's how your taste buds react to it is whether it's going to be hot or not hot. Yeah. But I don't go out to make spicy hot chili right. to burn your face. Yeah, you know, listen, I, you make gotta have, I don't interpret it. You yeah. know, I, I make it... It's not up for me to explain what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the ball's in your court now, lady. See, so I put a little of this and a little of that and a little of this in there. And oh if it gosh. tastes good, I'll serve it to you. Oh, my gosh. This is... 
you know, it's so interesting. On the way here in the car, did you hear about this? Apparently some people uh, take um, a cinnamon roll and put chili on it. Have you heard about this? No. I heard about it in the car, and I'm thinking, now that is quite a curious thing. See, now, now, Cincinnati chili, they put cinnamon in their chili. Oh. And there's somewhere else, I don't know, Pennsylvania or something, put chocolate in their chili. Interesting. It, however, however it tastes, you know, yeah. if you like that kind, fine. But, I don't know, cinnamon might give it a little pizzazz or whatever. Yeah. Not a lot. And chocolate, nah. Have you experimented with sweet things? Like, okay, let's throw some strawberries in there just for kicks. Let's no. see what happens. No. What about different ingredients do you do? Because, you know, heck, I, I, I sometimes, this is a podcast, but it's also a radio show in Chinatown in Los Angeles. So as I'm walking through, I always see these herbal shops. You go into yeah. these interesting... Uh, and it's all just all these different herbs and spices. Do, do you look, at, you know, are you always searching for interesting new things that you're he like, okay, does. let's try this one? He experiments. Uh-huh. But I am the scientist. The scientist. Yeah. He's the scientist. But, but no, I got a, I got a red recipe. I, I pretty much stick to it. Mm. Now, that was going to be I, my next question. I, so you I, have sort of your blueprint, put, so to speak. You know, I'll tweak it a little bit. I said, well, maybe I'll... Put three tablespoons of cumin in instead of two tablespoons and give it a little more bite, you know. Or put a little more chili pepper or powder or something in there, you know. Yeah, well, and that's the interesting thing, too, is that some of these spices have a different spice taste than a different spice. So, so you're like, oh, there's a spice, but then there's this. To somebody about spices, you see that? Black flag over there, mm-hmm. gunpowder chili. Uh-huh. Go over and talk to her. Oh, she sells all the spices. She sells. All, oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So, have you gotten some of your spices from her? I get all my spices from her. Oh, so she, is she like the epicenter of where pretty a much, lot of folks? Pretty much. It's, wow. It's, uh, them and then what's the other one? Pendries. They mm. sell spices, but I think they're bigger down south than they are up. Up here. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, it just depends on what region you're in. Yeah. So I know since, since you're from Mississippi, did you guys take a road trip out here, flying an airplane? How'd you get here? Well, I I now live in Illinois. You live in Illinois? I, we started this in Mississippi. Oh, okay. We were all working down there. Mm. Well, I retired. Henry got another job in Fort Worth, Woo! Texas. So, we're kind of scattered. Oh, okay. But we still got Mississippi gang name. I love it. I but, love it. But, but when we first first started up, we started kicking everybody's butt. And they said, well, there's a damn Mississippi gang showing up again. Oh, I love it. I love it. But we were corn. And legend is born. Yeah. We were, we were in corn, Mississippi, Corinth, Mississippi one year. And we took six of the nine prizes. Oh, my gosh. First, second, third, first, second, third, first, second, third. What the heck? And, and Unstoppable. They're going, they're going, who the hell are these people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't let them back in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, they just but, keep winning. Yeah. We've had our name called all over. That is incredible. 
That is incredible. But like I said, Henry's a scientist. He plays with stuff. He says, here, here, Jim, try this or try that. You know, if you don't like it, fine. If you do like it, incorporate it. Oh, that's great. So so it's it's not serving the same recipe over and over again. You're going to play with it. Now you're saying he sells the chili. Is this for your your guys' chili collectively? Or, like, for instance, is there a website I can point people to? We don't sell it. Oh, we don't. Oh, gotcha. Sell. We make it competition and give it away. Oh, that's awesome! And for the competition, there's prize money. Can I help you, ma'am? Just help yourself. Thank you. No, we we we've had a lot of people come up here. Man, you ought to you ought to bottle this stuff. You ought to can it. You can make a fort. No. We're doing this for fun and games. Yeah, because then I think maybe there's that. Uh, otherwise, some sort of kind of pressure would come in. It, there'd be a different yeah, then, relationship with. And you got to do all this marketing and all that garbage, you know. But now, the World Chili Contest, you can win twenty five thousand dollars. Incredible! Incredible! Wow! So, you know, we might spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year doing these cookoffs. But if we come to world and win, yeah, we made our money back. That's, that's we're not going to get rich off of it, but we're having fun. Right. Well, and this is the thing too. I'm thinking over the over the years that you've started cooking this up, I can imagine that you've grown a lot of new friends oh, yeah. in a very fast amount of time. Oh, yeah. first, <laughs> like, first, oh I got to taste that chili. First time I cooked chili, I figured they ain't gonna call my name, you know, and they did. But I looked on the score sheets, and I was like fifth or sixth and I said well that's a start you know it ain't like I was dead last you know out of 15 cooks I was 15 no I, I was a so oh we kept gosh. kept going at it kept going at it and critiquing it and playing with it and then you hit you hit a spot where alright the judges are going hey this is good stuff man I'll give him a three. Oh my gosh so Oh my gosh! And to think that this started—I think what's so great about this this victory story here is that it started with you not really even necessarily wanting to know anything about it, and you just well, fell into it. Like right? I said, I was I, like, yeah, let's just see what happens. I was carrying her around and all her stuff, you know, <laughs> unload the truck, set yeah. everything up. I go back and drink a couple beers, smoke a cigarette, and watch her do it. I said, I'm getting bored doing this crap, <laughs> you know. So I got a stove and I got a couple pots and I said, "All right, wow. we're gonna do this." Wow, man! So, oh, this is great. And this I won great. three categories this year. <laughs> what are they? Uh, red, home style, and veggie. Oh my God! I didn't win the fourth one because I didn't cook green, but I did get a People's Choice in Ohio this year. Oh my God! So gosh. that's my unofficial quad. Oh my gosh! So you guys are like the rock stars of chili. Yeah, You're this, touring all this, over. I this love year it. I did. I did fantastic. Wow. You know, I've won maybe one red and maybe one home stock, but not three in one year. <laughs> I went down to Shelbyville, Tennessee, and they had a two-day cook-off. I won veggie one day, and I, I, I won home style the next day. I mean, I'm like on cloud nine. I ain't never done that before. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So... Wow. So I got, they call it a hat trick. You win three, it's a hat trick. Oh, that's You incredible. win four, it's a quad. 
But I got three of them. I said, next year I'm going for a quad. Oh, that is incredible. Now, you were saying something about, this is probably going to be my last question, so I, I got to start getting ready for the to play, because we're playing on stage over there. Okay. Seven, 7.30, but we got a, there's a whole thing going on with the guys. Um, so you said you're in Illinois. I'm from Illinois. Carroll Stream. Do you know where Carroll Stream oh, yeah. is? It's like northwest yeah. suburb of Chicago. Well, I'm south. I'm in Springfield. Okay, you're from Springfield. Yeah. Honest Abe's hometown. Yeah, West Carlson <laughs> is from... Where the hell? Hey, Helen. Where's West from? West Carlson. Illinois. Up by Chicago. Up by Chicago. Mm-hmm. She used to live in where? She grew up in Aurora. Aurora. Oh, my God. I'm from Carroll Stream. That, yeah. that is so close to Aurora. Right down the road. Yeah, and I, I drove a truck for 30 years. And all I did was drive, you know. Didn't have much time doing anything. I, got, I retired from driving. Started being her roadie, and that's, shit, I got to do Now you get that. to, you captain the ship of your chili empire. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and what is your name again, sir? Jim Lewis. Jim Lewis, it's been a pleasure meeting Same you. Same here, sir. Nice It's been to so you. great talking to you. Thank All you right. so much for letting me taste your masterpiece. And you got a little. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. That was so good. That, that was a much needed. Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, it stopped uh, raining for the moment. I mean, it's driz- dripping little bits, little bits. Not, not too much, just tiny bits. Um, I'm going to come back and interview some more of these folks. We got a lot of great material out of the I'm going to record you on my podcast right now. So what's your name? Todd. So Todd, you saw Yachtly Crew play on a 311 cruise. Yes. You guys were awesome. Thank you. Were you there for the deck, like outside on the deck show? That. I think we did one on the inside on the main main level. Uh, well, that's right. We had three shows. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. How did it, you hear about it? Was it when it, we were hiding postcards everywhere? Was it one of those? Or how did you hear? How did you even hear we were playing? Uh, on, on the cruise? Yeah. How did you even know? It's just part of the schedule. The daily schedule of what they say, who's playing and when, at what stage, and then hearing other people saying how good you guys were. Oh my God, so catch you... the next concert. So we did. Oh my gosh, it's so, so cool to yes. hear that, that people were spreading the word. Definitely, oh gosh, definitely. Now, did you two meet on the on the 311 cruise? No. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> I know some of the some of the folks have that I've talked to. And it makes sense. It's a magical experience. Yes. Exactly. A very loyal fan base. Now, uh, how did you two find out that you were able to first tell everybody who, what your name is? My name's Chris. And then, so the, how, did you, how did you two find out that you were 311, like that you were fans of 311, or that this was something you wanted to do? How did you figure that out? Well, I'm, we live in Omaha, so that's where 311's from. So... Oh, oh, that's right. They're from. That's yes. right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So yeah. So we're fans, obviously, from being in Omaha, and then we found out I didn't about realize, the. So it, you're two and a half hours. So Omaha is only two and a half hours away from here. Is yes. what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Omaha is where 311 is from. Yes. All the connections. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, what's your name, Miss? That's right. That's Shirley Temple. And what's your name? Kylie. I love it. Kylie. You can tell me your name whenever you want. Are you, are you a 311 fan? What, what, do you have some favorite songs? Okay, what are some of your favorites? I really like, um, Are We Born to Live and Jackpot. Oh, jackpot. Yes, Jackpot. Oh, 311. So you, you, you brought them up on 311. Oh, yes, yes. 
Yes, that's why we're here because we like this style of music too. So we're gonna show them your experience. Oh my gosh, you guys! That's why we're here. I'm so sad that that it was canceled. <laughs> I'm so sad. I, I, you know, I get the, the the joke I've been saying is like, you know, I didn't realize that we'd bring so much yacht rock to this town that we'd actually like. Yes. Bring we'd rain. actually bring yeah. it out. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I mean, who would have expected that? Trying to bring oh. the younger generation into the quality of music from the past. Oh, my, and it's great. And because it's, I love, there's not a lot of choices now. Oh, my gosh. It's funny because that's one of the things I always tell people is I love, I love our, our, like, our park shows, all ages shows. The little ones get to go out there and dance and hear this. Yes. They love that music. Yeah, that's what we bring them up on. Yes. Oh, my God. 80s, 70s. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's so cool. So, they you like, guys they listen. Like bon Jovi, yeah. Living oh, on yeah. a Prayer. They always oh, sing that. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you, are you a singer? Yeah. Yeah, you're a singer. What is your name? Keely. And what, what are some of your favorite songs to sing? Jackpot. You like Jackpot, too? Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, you're a 311 fan? Are, are any of your friends at school 311 fans? I don't know. Do you ever talk know. to him? Do you ever talk to him about the music? No. All right, you're like be the rare ones that know good quality music. I, gonna, not sugar pop. No sugar pop. Well, I have a feeling that these two are gonna actually inspire their friends. They'll be like, "Oh, yes. you gotta listen to this." Yes. Yes. Are you allowed to listen to music at school? No. Oh, they don't let you do that. Okay, so someday, when you got your earbuds and you go, "Hey, listen to this," you know, you put it in their ear, and then they go, "What?" And then they're singing the jackpot along with you. That'd be fun. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Well, listen, you two, it was great to talk to you. I gotta find my mom. She's here. Thank oh my you. god, thank you so much for coming out. It was so it was so fun meeting you. It was so like, get out of here. It was so nice meeting you guys. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, dude, great job. That was great. Great, great job harmonizing. I hope they play. I just, I hope they get to play. I, yeah, I have a but happy crowd. Yeah, because everybody's getting wasted. Yeah, I know. It's the best. Yeah, it's gonna be the best. Yeah. So wait, what time are we supposed to go on? Seven thirty. What? What do you mean? Oh, it's done. Oh, you're done. Oh man. No. Well, you know what this means. No. You know what this means, don't you? I'm gonna have to find out where you're playing somewhere in the world. I'm gonna come find we'll, you. We'll be back wait, wait, wait. Why, why can't we play? Just two wins. Uh, just got called off. Oh, that's that's right. No. You're just maybe worried about. A very unexpected kind of it is trip to Iowa. I mean, they just not raise enough money. There's no way this. Uh, scenario could have been yeah, yeah, ever yeah, prophesied. Yeah, and so, <laughs> right? really, I mean, I this, uh, this, this, this is this is like one of those parallel universes that I never would have ever really considered cool. could possibly <laughs> happen. <laughs> like, they, like, they, I still turn around, like, <laughs> dude, I love it. You're after my own heart. I've been saying, I've been saying on here about the idea of a, the idea of a chili, cook, you know, playing a chili cook-off. It's like something you'd invent off the top of your head. Like, oh yeah, someday we'll play a chili cook-off. Not even realizing that something like that even could possibly exist, like the world championship. Oh I didn't know how that this could subculture. That's, yeah, that's happening. It's a, it, there's this whole artistic subculture happening here. They are so. Like I was talking to Mississippi, uh, the Mississippi gang, and, uh, and then they got that. I was able to podcast it. Yeah. 
and I was asking him all the different intricacies of his uh, so, so this is actually seriously seriously canceled Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass them out. Okay, okay. Okay. You guys here? This is from us to you. Dude, thank you. This is from this us to you. You gotta get the Oasis on your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, tell me about. Which is funny, because I just, it's great. Of course, you say that. This has been a whole conversation of synchronicities captured, and I loved it. Here we're sharing it with these guys. Because Paulie, earlier I asked him, I go, I was singing, at the Oasis. And I go, do you know that song? You know how I played? He goes, I've never heard that. I go, well, it goes, at the Oasis. And I didn't know any more than that. But I was thinking about uh, waiting for Guffman. Because the two of them like, at the Oasis. You saw that, right? Waiting for Guffman. How are you? Based on our combo, I think you'll want to Oh, yes, please. Okay, the o- here we are, at the Oasis. So what, tell me about... Now, now what what are the things so, that inspire you the most? Like, young. what are your, your hobbies in addition I, to playing? I was in a oh, man. So, yeah, music obviously is huge. I also love to make crazy things out of steel. So, like, welding, fabricating. So, even my buddy, he, he does uh, smoker, like, smoking meat. So, we made this 14-foot smoker with, you know, three 500-gallon propane tanks, and it's got a rotisserie. So, you accept the challenge. You're like, oh, here's oh, an yeah. idea. Let's see what we can yeah. do about yeah. that. Yeah, he was like, oh, can we put a, yeah. a rotisserie on that? I'm like, oh, for sure. And, you know, then I'm a hot rodder, so, like, we, we make, you know, old cars look cool. So, we, uh, so we put air ride suspension on it and, you know, white wall tires. And Did you know that this chili cook-off <laughs> was started by a hot rod guy? Really? That's awesome. I so want to say his name was like, like something Colby or Carney or something. Okay. He was a, he was, he was a, 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 a racer. Okay. And yeah. something happened where some really great he had a really bad heart. He had a, he had a heart so, transplant or something. Sure, yeah. and, and he decided to start, uh, you know, he would make chili with his friends. I talked to him. I really? talked to the owners. I talked to the owners. They're staying at the same hotel here, and I would not be surprised if we came across and you could talk shop with them about the hot rods. Yeah. But basically, the guy who started this, of course, you're telling me this, is that something happened with his heart. He stopped the he stopped the racing because if he had a heart attack, you know, he could have wiped out so many people. So. With his chili enthusiasm, he decided, wow, what if we start charging people to come taste our chili? Because they're, they're already having, like, friendly competitions with themselves, and it just grew. He goes, well, we just charge entry fee, and we donate that money to, to uh, for kids to get heart, hearts for heart. So the tradition continued. So this all this money, charity, given to the kids who need heart, heart things. So it's amazing that you're talking about the hot rods. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you like hot rods. What are some of your favorites? Well, I uh, I took a 1939 <laughs> Ford Coupe, and my my dad and I worked on it together. We put a big V8 engine in it, and uh, pretty much tricked it out. And he has a 1949 Mercury, which what they call a lead sled. It's just a big tub on wheels, basically. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Dad's look style that the cars back then with the fins, and you're going. This is a work of art. Oh. It, yeah, it was everything, even in the 60s when, you know, they were really, you know, they, everybody was trying to go to the moon, right? So it's like, you've got all of that kind of space. Real fast, as you say moon, I want to say two things. Turn around, check it out. Do you see sort of like a, a, a rainbow there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you just said moon. I have in my pocket a rainbow moon stone, which brings about synchronicities. Okay. 
This is supercharged by a, a woman who knows Reiki on the airplane here. She supercharges Rainbow Moon Stone, and you just said Rainbow Moon. Okay, so so it, it was inspired by the moon. Going yeah. uh, space. Yep. Are you a space enthusiast? I don't. You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a space, space enthusiast, but it was it was really cool to see the cars in the '60s and all the. the they big look like rockets, man. That retro aspect, because you know the the way that they are. Oh yeah. They could easily make cars like that, much lighter these days. Yeah. And that that really cool. The fins are like like it's gonna take off. Yeah. Like and the way the headlights would look too. Huh? Right. Yeah. There was like a I used to uh, have a 1980 uh, uh, XJ6 Jaguar. Yes. And it had like bump, 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 bump. It had those cool four lights in the front. It looked like, yeah. It looked like it was like a cartoon character, like a four eyed cartoon character or something. Sure. And I felt like James Bond driving this thing. Like, and also, like, I was the music flying. Was the, playing in the oh, yeah. And also, it was huge. So I also felt like I was simultaneously flying the Millennium Falcon. So I'm like, how are you guys doing back there? And I'm like, what? I'm like, we're fine. We're fine. Oh, oh, oh. So it was just so funny. I never drove something so wide. Yeah. In my dream, I had it. Totally. And it died, and I left it in my, in my garage for the longest time thinking, okay, someday my billionaire future self <laughs> will, will make this thing an electric car. And uh, not realizing that I was somehow prophesying that Jaguar would make electric cars. Jaguars started awesome. to make electric cars. Like, how crazy is that? <laughs> I just thought, I love this body so much. How right. cool if I just went, and we just, just make it, it very, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Is that the kind of stuff you do, too? Man, I I just like the crazy. So, like, if it's, if it's a crazy idea, and if it's, like, somebody goes, oh, you can't do that, that's, that's when it's fun to build. Yeah, And that's yes. when it's, like, you know, even this, this smoker I built for my buddy, it's just, like, well, what do you want to do? And, and how do we how do we make it crazy? And and I feel like we've all been given this visual thing that when you see something that visually makes sense, yeah, like you just go, oh, that clicks. Yeah. And yeah. so it's I think that's kind of the fun thing is to just mold, shape, bend steel to the to the way it, you know it feels like it should go. So. so would you say that you feel your you? You follow your inspiration, you, you you follow the calling and kind of let it talk through you? Yeah, I just, you know, I and I, I feel like God's put creativity in all of us, you know, and that, that we get to just partner with Him in that, and that it's like this cool thing where we, we get to create, and, and it was the first thing that I feel like He did, you know, He said, God created the heavens and the earth, like it was the first thing, so we get to partner with him in that, which is the nuts thing, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So knowing that you have those, uh, knowing that you have those examples in your brain, yeah, of being able to go like, whoa, I've dreamt this crazy idea. I know yeah. I did that. Certainly, this next challenge is no problem because yeah. I've already done these crazy things. It's yeah, it's so crazy, man. Like because the, now your weird... just basic way of creating something is probably far beyond anything anybody would even yeah. comprehend, even trying, and you're like, no. Oh, I've, I've done crazier stuff than that. This is like no issue. Yeah, and like I had a I had an awesome dad that like he wasn't he wasn't afraid to let me fail, and yet perfect like encouraged to let me you to experiment just, yeah. and explore. So I mean, I had when I was a kid, I had had a plane that was made out of foam. I had a five horse like I had a five horse lawnmower engine on it, a prop that I had made. It was like eight years old. You made an airplane? Yeah. And at I eight was, years old? Yeah, I was gonna like well and it, it wasn't even close to flying, right? But but he knew that like learning through it and, yeah. and and it was just building that kind of crazy stuff. And wow. Then as I got into my teens just 
building and, and creating, and that's fun. And that's kind of how the that Oasis thing that he he talked about came about. I was just I was driving in my car. And I was going, all right, God, I went on a music tour last year, August into September. Came back and was just praying and going, all right, God, what's next? And um, I thought back to this time I was in Uganda. Uh, we, we did a pastor's conference a year before. And I, I saw, we basically went to a village. And one of the ladies came up to us and she said, thanks for your group, you know, helping us out during the time of drought. She wow. said, we only lost six people this year. And, and my heart broke, and I went, I, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> my heart broke, and I went, you got to be kidding me. They've got all this water underneath them and no way to access it, you know, for actually watering crops in a time of drought. And so, yeah, driving in my car and thinking about this, and then all of a sudden, felt like God kind of went, and I went, what? <laughs> okay, and you there. made the connection, like, yeah, okay, here, so, this is something I need to do. Yeah, we, we took a... 40-foot shipping container. We cut it down to 16 feet. We flipped it up. And then basically the top four foot is a water tower. The bottom uh, is bathroom shower units, a large prep sink. It'll have storage for gray water so that gray water can be reused for irrigation. And then we can do stock tanks for animals as well and then take care of wastewater. So it's kind of like a system that you can bring to a village of 150, 200 people or a small school and set it up and then they have immediate infrastructure but it is when going back to that thing that you're saying is yeah. that all of the different crazy things like I've built so many weird things that I'm like how does this even make sense that I'm excited about you just imagine it and then there yeah. it is and, and then, then somehow it's out there in the world yeah and it was at first just some idea yeah. And the momentum took, and then people decide to co-sign on, you know, helping create that existence, perhaps. Seriously. Maybe somebody has something they can donate, and they go, oh, I know, yes. you know, I got yes. the metal, or oh, yeah. I got the welding things, or whatever. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're building it, building it. You're like yeah. the Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> yeah. and now it's just kind of come on through. It's been, it's been really crazy, kind of a team of guys that's come around it, too, and I had a guy that came in, and he's standing in, in, the, in the oasis at the, point, at the point I was building it. Um, we rented a shop that was that had 27 foot ceilings for like a month and a week because you know it was really tall. So, <laughs> so we um, we're building it, and he's standing inside the container, and he goes, "Are you guys going to build these in Uganda?" And I said, "Yeah, well, that's the hope is that we prototype it there, and then teach and train Ugandans how to weld, fabricate, do plumbing." He goes, "All right, well, I'm coming." He went to school for welding. He's a fabricator by trade. Whoa. Like, does legit, like, like uh, food processing welding. So, really good welder. And he goes, I got to tell you this crazy thing. He said about, about a month ago, he said, I got this crazy vision that I'd be welding in villages in Africa. <laughs> I so, love it. And you I knew for like, sure this is right, something to pay yeah. attention to. Yeah, so, he's on the team now. And, man, Lord willing, we're going in a couple months from now. So... We're building a now we're building another crazy thing. So we're building a mobile shop that's made out of a shipping container. You know, we can't agree wow. on anything in the wow. world but shipping containers, right? You can't agree on currency. Dude, you wow. can't agree on uh, you know metric system or standardized, you know, American uh, inch, you know. So but we can agree on what a shipping container looks like, right? So with this system basically we're building a we got a forty foot 
container that we've got a couple military generators in. We've got a couple uh, huge air compressors that we can run sandblasters and welders. And uh, it kind of looks like the place where we're building it, it kind of looks like we're at a prepper's. <laughs> you know, like the neighbors, I'm sure, are wondering what's going yeah, on. Yeah, what's going but on here? It's been, it's been a fun trip. It's so crazy because uh, a fellow I was talking with over there, uh, he, and his, he and his wife were talking about how there was a wedding that was going to occur. Yeah. They wanted, they expected it to happen in a park, but they didn't know if it was going to rain or not. Yep. And but the couple had secretly had on tap a, a nearby church, but they didn't want to tell anybody what church that was because they didn't want to put the bad vibe out there. Sure. So two hours before they, they go, okay, we're moving it to the church, and they only had two hours for everybody to somehow go through a phone tree and everybody to get there. <laughs> yeah. And I said, wow, wouldn't that be funny? If you could do a, sort of a mobile church, so you put in the back of a yep. like a a, a, a a semi or heck a shipping container, right. and you could dress it up however they want. Yeah. So it's like bam, okay, we pull it up. Here's the thing, <laughs> we drop it off. You know, if you're a Tim Burton, you know, enthusiast, right. cool. We we dress it up like that. Here are all the pews, and <laughs> there it is. You, you got your little, you, want. you know, and and it's so funny. Now here I am talking to you, who knows how to do all this crazy stuff. Yeah. So there's there's an idea. You just let that marinate. Man, it's yeah, that that that's a crazy thing. Is that shipping containers are are readily available throughout America. And I've seen some beautiful houses created right. online and Crazy it's funny because I've got uh, um, you know my family has a little like a, a less than an acre property like out okay. in Arizona somewhere mm. and when I went out there with my dad and my brother to go check this out we're like wow this is all like on desert how cool would that be is if we actually build subterraneanly a shipping container you know like here's a bush and there's a stairwell <laughs> and so it's right. nobody because it's out in the middle nobody, of nowhere yeah, sees it, yeah. so no one has to we don't have to worry about graffiti or any of that jazz we right. just whoop, subterranean <laughs> and we figure out how to do all that yeah, and we just use all these kick-ass you know oh, yeah. public storage oh, things so it's so funny that you're telling me this is underneath the <laughs> yeah dude like that would be great right yeah. fun little tunnels that lead things up <laughs> pops up behind have a you, rock like two miles down have you seen the guy that literally he he took I I think it's 200 250 buses and like he poured a cement pad and then put bus to bus to bus to bus to bus and then he covered all of it in concrete with tunnels it's a crazy he's got like wow. a cafeteria bus how he's fun when you know that kind of thing is possible and that people right? are actually doing it oh yeah yeah in one person's mind they're going wouldn't that be a great dream in another person's reality it's already happening right. oh yeah yeah no, there's, you can do a lot of cool things with the containers. So do, do you go to uh, Burning Man? It sounds like like this kind of I, thing where you go to Burning Man, you've got some crazy robot projects. I mean, have you ever thought about building a robot or, you know, I've I don't know, never been, kind of... but it sounds really cool. I just, like that creative realm, it's just And fun. it's like you told me, it's all sharing. It's all yep. golden rule. It's, people yep. pick up after each other. Yep. Everyone's sharing something. Yep. People are excited about creating things to go share them. Yep. And that's the whole community out there. Yep. So it's basically showing you what could it totally be possible. Yep. And what's beautiful is knowing that through these these years, throughout these years, it's grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. Right. So all you're doing <laughs> is you're building upon people who already reverberate with that vibe as it is. There's no begging. It's just this is what's happening. Yeah. We're putting the word out there, whoever wants, and it keeps going, and then people invite more people. And the artwork that's out there, that just, yeah, the, the cool things that come out of that. Yeah, like pilot ships that are selling, <laughs> right. going down the street. And, and I think when, like, creative people are encouraging other creative people to be creative, and it's like, <laughs> you know, like, there's, there's really cool things when we yeah. appreciate each other's art, and we go, man, what you did there is really cool, and you got a gift for this, and... 
you got a gift to see that or this. And I don't know. That's a cool thing. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so, okay, so I... I learned the the, um, the the art form yes and. It's it's based in improv. Improv is yes and. You build upon it. Yeah. It's funny they talk about Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo sandwich, they're always building it. They're yeah. never going, no, leave that out. Yeah. So yes and, that improv spirit where it's ensemble, a game right. of trust. If you fall, I catch you. If I fall, you catch me. Right. So then what does that do? It inspires you to, to do more cartwheels, to do more crazy right. stunts because you know no matter what, I'll catch you. So when you've got a whole group of those people who are all there waiting to catch one another and, and, and turn up the volume on their greatness, right. oh, you're getting that vibe from everybody and no one has to be like, no, I'm the cool guy. I'm funnier. I'm funnier than him. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like just the like, goal is the, yeah. Well, I mean, it, even, in, even in music, that's like if you, I, I feel like true musicians are, are there for the sound and not for themselves. And you, You'll always have people that they can play, but when it comes to playing together, they don't, they're not listening. Right. I think, I think that's just a, it's a good principle in life, you know, is that you listen and, and we see how somebody else is going and how can I, you know, if a bass player is doing his own thing and on his own groove and he's not sitting in the pocket with the drummer, yeah. then it... Literally, you've killed the song. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> and right. he could be the best player in the world. So, right? And that's why people cry tears of joy when they see good shows. Right. A good show is seeing true cooperation, true right. ensemble work. And people can't put their finger on it. Right. That, that's the thing that they don't know how to describe or put their finger on. It's simply cooperation. It's yeah. simply, hey, I got your back, you got mine. All right, cool. I'm going to do this now. We never rehearsed that, and no. oh, cool, now that's a part of the song. Yeah. And so next time we do that song, maybe I'll do that, maybe I won't do that next time. And then if I don't, maybe you'll do it. You know? and if you, <laughs> so, yeah, and if you play long enough together, you start to know. Like, I have this buddy that I, I play bass, and he plays drums, and I'm like, when he does it, I know he's going to do a fill there. Like, I just know, I, I have it in my heart. I'm like, you get, and I'm going to follow him right through the, right. There we go. You know? And it's like, yeah. it just, sometimes yeah. it just makes sense in it. Yeah. When, when, when music, when you're in a group of people that is listening to each other, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and you're there to, to make this one thing, it's, it's a magical Yeah, because you're there that, for the birth of that right, thing. You're yeah. not there for the, for the, the ego. No. You're there, you know, it's so funny because that, the rewards that come from trying to be the cool guy happen anyway when you're just being honest and true and integral. So why not? Why not just be in, in, filled with integrity and, and authenticity? That'll come anyway. Right. All the benefits of what an ego-minded thing right. might might want. Yeah. That's how. That's the oxymoron is to not <laughs> expect that thing to happen and to do this thing that will you think will bring that thing. It's just do right. this thing. That's how you get that. Yeah. You get that because you're not looking. You know. Your free hug. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Being so fantastic and accommodating. I'm not going to apologize, not one more time for that rain, but... Oh, no, yeah. it was so, fun. I, I have my podcast running, so this is perfect. You answered the perfect time. Let everybody know what your name is and what, what your, your full, what, what you do here. I am Amy Meyer, and I work for Vine Chromatic LLC, and we helped book the bands for this show, so... So you helped, you helped book Yachtly Crew? Um, no, that was Miss Heather. No, oh, gotcha. Yep, but as soon as she told, as soon as she told me about you guys, I was a big, huge fan. Huge. Yeah. So. Thank you for inviting us out. I oh mean, goodness. good God. We're so excited to have you guys. And 
so sorry about this rain, but it's okay. Mother I mean, Nature, right? I mean, so why why is the show canceled? It looks fine. Well, it's clearing off now. Um, unfortunately, the stage is fairly wet, and um, oh. looks like there might be another cell coming. I didn't think about that the stage could possibly be wet. Yeah, rain doesn't just fall straight down, does it? <laughs> it yeah, and they've been doing their best to get things squeegeed off, but yeah. just to keep oh, all yeah, of Oh, yeah, we equipment. dance around a lot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, we, we had an extraordinary time. We've met extraordinary people. Yeah. That makes me so happy. We had a ex- delicious chili. Good, good. I good. underestimated chili till I got here. Mm-hmm. And then when I take that first bite, I go, oh my God, this is an artist. This is someone who really, they really perfect these little, and they figure out what little things are going to work. Oh, it's so good. Absolutely. And they're so passionate about it. And they, they come from everywhere. It's just, it's so huge. Oh my yeah, God. Really well, thank great. you so much for having us out. Oh, wait, I'm going to go find my mom. Come on with me. I'm going to meet, meet my mom. I want you to meet my mom. Oh, okay. Since I was telling you about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had some chili and everything. Okay. All right, we're going to find her. Let's see. Let's see, where could she have gone? Where is that lady? I'm gonna find her and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll bring her to you. Okay, that yeah. sounds good. I'll Thank see, you I'll so be much for talking. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Inspirato Projecto. This is part two of the chili cook-off, the world championship chili cook-off that Yachtly Crew was invited to play at. Uh, yes, we got rained out, but man, we, we met a lot of great people. Look at all this podcast material that I got to share with you guys. So stay tuned to part three, which is coming up next. I'm just getting all this out there as much as I can because we got the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival coming up 13th through the 19th over here uh, in Los Angeles uh, at the NoHo 7... Lemley in North Hollywood. So if you want to find out more about that, if you want to come out, say hi, go to kapowiff.com and uh, you could check out all the cool stuff. There are, there are movies there. Um, if, if, if something interests you, if you see a poster that interests you, click on that and then they'll take you to a link where you can get tickets. And uh, if you yourself are a podcaster, like we're going to have Maria Humphreys out. She's going to She's going to uh, podcast from the event. So if you want to come out, you want to podcast from the event, I would love that because then I'll get you in any, any movies that you want to see for free. So how about that? All right. Take care and uh, keep the inspirato flowing. <laughs>